change careers, break into new industries, transition into new roles, reinvent yourself and make the dent you want. This is the Second Breaks Podcast. And now, here's your host and fellow Second Breaker, Lou Blazer. Hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is episode 32 of the Second Breaks Podcast, and it is the first Tuesday of the new year, January 2nd, 2018, as I record this episode. Happy New Year, my friend. I wish you a successful 2018 with your goals met and your dreams turned into fruition, or at least on the road to fruition. And I commit to being here through this podcast to support your journey. If you're a new listener to the show, first of all, welcome. I'm so glad that you found the Second Breaks podcast, and I hope that you will like it enough to return again and again. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much. I appreciate you for being here. One of my many goals for the year as it relates to this podcast is to see uh, some interaction or increased interaction between you and me. As I mentioned in last week's episode number 31, this podcast is one of the things that I created last year that I am uh, proud of. And not only that, I'm really having fun producing the show, but as much fun as I am having, it can feel a bit lonely in one way at times. But I notice that whenever I hear someone uh, say to me or write to me that they listen to the podcast or when they write to me about it, a podcast topic that we've covered, I really feel uh, even more encouraged and, e- uh, and it feels even more fun to record the next episode. So I thought for the new year, why not make a concerted effort to encourage the interaction so that, you know, along the lines of, you know, we fill our lives with what makes us happy, right? And hearing from you definitely makes me happy. So yes, please tweet me at Second Breaks or send me an email, lou at secondbreaks.com and tell me about your career goals. It can be your career goals for this year or your career goals, you know, long term. Uh, Either way, I would love to hear from you. And speaking of career goals, that's actually the topic of today's episode as well. Specifically, we're going to talk about the common career goal traps that many of us fall into. Just as an aside, if this is your first episode of the Second Breaks podcast that you're listening to, this isn't the normal format. I usually have guests on the show, but today it will just be me. Uh, This is sort of a teaching or information sharing episode. So anyway, back to today's topic, the common goal traps that many often trip into. I myself fell into one of them and it was a big challenge for me for a long time. Uh, but not this year. This year, I am making a big effort to not do that. And I'll talk about this in a bit. I thought that this was a timely topic to cover here on the podcast uh, to start our 2018 because it's that time of the year, right? Uh, Many of us have resolutions. For example, I'm quite big on resolutions myself. Uh, And uh, no doubt you have goals. I have goals. We've set goals for the new year and we're quite excited about you know, the things that we want to achieve for the year. So I want you to keep those goals and resolutions in mind as you listen to today's show. Try and mentally review what you've set for the year and make sure that you haven't accidentally fallen into any of these goal-setting sinkholes. 
Uh, one piece of business before I get on with the show, Second Breaks is holding the Steer Your Career workshop this month. Uh, Steer Your Career is a big picture mapping and goal setting workshop, and it goes for three weeks uh, starting January 13th. You know, one of the things I love doing is attending workshops, you know, the in-person workshops. We can get to work on, on one topic uh, deeply and interact not only with the facilitators, but also with the other workshop participants during the breakout sessions. But holding in-person workshops can be limiting and quite tough to execute with all of us, uh, you know, in, in different locations. So I've been experimenting on different formats to emulate the same experience of an in-person event only online. So Steer Your Careers format is a combination of live sessions with, you know, video and audio and an offline community where the breakout sessions happen. So you get to work with your fellow participants and I can continue to support your work. You can learn more about Steer Your Career when you go to secondbreaks.com forward slash January workshop. That's one word, January workshop. And remember, we start on January 13th. And I hope to see you inside the workshop. Okay, let's get on with the show. Setting goals for the new year is a common enough practice. I mean, for thousands of companies around the world, annual planning and goal setting is a mandatory exercise. And for many of us, we've also incorporated some version of this practice, this exercise in our personal lives as well. Maybe because it is such a common practice that we don't think about it all that much, right? The, the goal setting process. I mean, we know how to do this, right? Uh, for example, you most likely have heard of the SMART guidelines, SMART is an acronym. Basically, we've been taught to create goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. With these SMART guidelines ingrained in our heads, we sit down, determined to come up with our own set of SMART goals, and we come out at the other end proud with a set of strong goals, right? Meaty goals, goals that we can really sink our teeth in, and we start the year excited and pumped and psyched. And then something odd happens. <laughs> um, that excitement fades. We lose steam. At some point during the year, for some, it's as soon as February, we disconnect with many, if not all, of our goals. Maybe if we feel inspired, we get another kick in the pants around mid-year and we rally around September to recommit to the goals and make one last final push. But for the reality is for many of us, the resolutions don't work. The goals that we set kind of fall by the wayside. And in fact, for many people, they've, they've stopped doing resolutions because they think that they don't work or, um, you know, in fact, I've read a few, uh, articles this year end or this past year end that talk about not even setting goals anymore because, you know, we can't hold on to the, that magical, moment when we're excited and pumped about our goals or our resolutions, right? We, Why can't we hold on to that excitement? Why can't we hold on to that commitment that we felt when we first came up with our goals ourselves? Now, there can be any number of reasons why, you know, this happens uh, from lack of accountability, you know, time management issues maybe, or, you know, some people say that they don't have enough self-discipline or, uh, 
motivation. They can't hold on to the motivation. You know, the list goes on for the reasons why, you know, we lose the connection with our goals. But what I've come to realize is often it's not self-discipline or lack of accountability or better time management that is the issue. Often it's the goals themselves that is the issue. Here's one thing that I've learned from my own experiences as well as from decades of working with companies and individuals on goal setting. Crafting SMART goals doesn't automatically make them meaningful, resonant, or relevant. It takes more than making them specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound to make them meaningful. And it's that meaning and resonance behind the goals that makes us committed to working on our goals. For starters, there are some landmines that we need to avoid uh, when setting our goals, and that's what we're going to cover next in this episode. So trap number one, setting goals that are not tied to a bigger picture. Now, this is the big kahuna, my friend, the big kahuna of traps. This is often where the wheels get off track. Setting goals that are tied to your long-term view or your big picture is the secret to having meaningful and resonant goals. This is the secret to keeping that drive and intention that you felt when you first came up with your goals. When I work with people one-on-one, mapping the big picture is the foundation step. We don't move forward until we've gotten this crystal clear. Because if you think about it, if you don't know where you want to head towards, what would be the anchor for your goals, right? So this means that you should know the end result that you're going after, which unfortunately is a common issue that I see. Um... it's, it's one thing to say, I want to achieve XYZ this year. In fact, it's quite easy. It's easier to say that I want to achieve XYZ this year. But we need to know why we want that goal to begin with and to what end that goal is leading us. Will it lead us to the big picture that we are pursuing? Is it even connected to the big picture, right? Now, The underlying problem often is that our big picture isn't very clear. What's the big picture anyway, right? And how do you come up with it? In the most simplistic terms, your big picture is your answer to the question, where do I want to see myself five years from now? Now, some people like to think longer than five years. I always suggest to my clients that they stay in the five-year time period because, you know, our world changes so fast these days and you know, we are changing ourselves individually along with all the changes that are happening around us. And thinking beyond five years gets too amorphous, too vague. And thinking five years is hard enough as it is. So I suggest that you just, you know, you think in terms of five-year time period and you can answer that question, you know, where do I want to see myself five years from now? And then once you've gotten a, a an answer to that question that you're happy with, You want to double check your goals that you've set for yourself and make sure that they will help you get to your big picture. In the best case scenario, your goals are directly tied to your big picture. They're helping you get to your big picture uh, slowly but surely. But you may be surprised that the goals that you've set for yourself aren't helping you at all get to where you want to be or worse, that they're actually leading you somewhere else, right? You might look at your list of goals and go, nothing here helps me achieve my big picture. Now, 
answering that hefty question, where do I want to see myself five years from now, I know is a challenge in and of itself. I know because I used to get stumped with that question myself as well until I found a recipe or a formula um, that I, that helps me pull in the elements of a big picture. And in the Steer Your Career Workshop, this step, mapping our big picture, is actually one that we spend quite a great deal of time in. And, um, you know, it's like I said in the beginning of this section, it's a foundation step. And we don't want to move forward unless we get that really crystal clear, which is just one more reason for you to check out the workshop this month. So again, Trap number one is setting goals that are not tied to a bigger picture. And the way for you to avoid this trap is by reviewing your goals and asking yourself whether they lead you to the end result that you are after. Trap number two is setting goals that are not yours. Now you may be thinking, what are you talking about, Lou? How can I be setting goals that aren't mine? If I set them, they're mine. (laughs) So I want you to think about the goals that you came up with for work, which is where this trap is most commonly found. If you work for a company, uh, there is a high likelihood that you have to do some kind of an annual planning process. You may be required to complete some forms, right? And in that process, uh, you'll be asked to uh, come up with annual goals or metrics or milestones that you want to hit during the year. Now, if you look at what you've added to that form or what you're thinking of including in that form, if you haven't done it yet, there's a good chance that the majority of what you've written are things that other people are asking you to include or things that other people are expecting you to add to your annual plans. So you may be required to include specific goals and objectives because of your role or position in the company. For example, uh, your HR department might have some uh, specific uh, metrics that you're required to include in that uh, annual plan. Your boss may have asked you to consider the division's goals or your team's goals and add a component of those goals into your own plans. So if you think about it, those goals that are in your annual plans, yeah, technically they're yours, but you may not have internalized them. You may not have taken full ownership of them. You may be including them simply because you feel that you have no choice. Yeah, because, you know... uh you had to make them your goals because, you know, you're required to do so. Of course, you cannot do away with those goals entirely. If you want to continue to be employed by the company, you have to meet those required metrics or or goals, right? The point I'm making here is that if the majority of your goals are in that category, the category of, you know, inherited or required goals, then maybe that's the reason why you're not able to sustain the drive throughout the year. And it's understandable because how can you continue to be excited about a set of goals that, you know, you were simply required to have that you have an arm's length relationship with? So what you want to do is review your goals that you've come up with and ask yourself how many of those goals fall in the category of inherited or required goals. And you want to balance that by adding goals that are more personal. And by personal, I don't mean family goals or goals outside of work. I mean, those are important too, of course. But what I'm talking about here are the goals for your work or your career, right? So uh, you want to add goals that are personal to you, goals that mean something to you. 
include goals that will lead you to your big picture. Um, you know, the big picture that we talked about in the previous section. And sometimes, you know, your big picture may not have anything to do with the role or the position that you're in today, right? But you want to you wanna keep that in mind. So, so for example, what might you want to learn this year? What skills or talents might you want to practice or hone? What projects might you want to get involved with? Because those projects will help you pursue your big picture. So the the key here is to always keep your big picture in mind, even if you're completing a goal setting process for work, right? And um, and set goals that aren't only important for the role or the job that you have today, but are also important for the role or the the long term plan that you have for yourself. Hello, my friend. Just a brief note about Second Breaks, the parent website, and the company that hosts this podcast. Second Breaks is a career pivot design and strategy firm. Our mission is to help you thrive in your work and reach your highest potential. We do this through one-on-one projects and online workshops held throughout the year. We believe that in this fast-changing world, successfully navigating a career pivot is a must-have skill. But if you've never done it before, it can be frustrating, confusing, and anxiety-inducing. And because of this, so many people end up being stuck instead of pursuing what they want to do. And being stuck is the world problem that we've chosen to solve. Listen, you don't have to do it alone. We would love to be your partner in your pursuit of your highest potential. So visit us at secondbreaks.com check out services and workshops, and explore how we can support you. Trap number three is setting too many goals. Now, full disclosure, this was my goal setting problem. I have a tendency to come up with a long list more than I could chew. In my previous role, when I was part of a large organization, the impact of this tendency was, you know, minimized. I had a team of people and who you know I work with and most of my goals got converted into team goals, right? They were spread among different team members um, and together we are able to achieve uh, my goals, essentially. <laughs> Nowadays, I don't have that team. I don't have an operational budget that would allow me to hire contractors to help me achieve my many, many goals. So this constraint um, highlighted the issue. I could no longer hide the impact of having too many priorities and, um, you know, having a goals list as long as my arm. Now, in the past, I tried to justify this by telling myself that setting lots and lots of goals was a good thing because it meant that I was still hungry, uh, that I was still swinging for the fence. But really, what it meant was that I wasn't doing a good job prioritizing. I wasn't doing a good job discerning what's most important to me. And in the process, I was only spreading around my already limited resources, my time, my energy, my attention. I was spreading it across many different things instead of laser focusing on the most important things. Ultimately, setting too many goals got me smaller results across different areas, whereas I would rather have bigger results in the few that matter. So this year, I'm really making a big effort to address this particular issue. And in episode 31 last week, I talked about my 2018 resolutions and goals. And you would hear me talk about 
you know, my one major goal for my career this year. So instead of having seven, eight, nine goals, uh, I have one big, hairy, audacious goal, which will get broken down into smaller sub-projects or mini goals throughout the year, then I'll work on those quarterly. But the bottom line is I have one major goal that I'm working towards. And of course, that one major goal is tied to the bigger picture. Setting too many goals is a common trap that many of us fall into. So think about the impact of spreading your time, your energy, your focus across many different priorities. And um, as you review your goals, really try to discern which ones are the most important. Prioritize them. Try to identify the ones that are really key to your achieving uh, your big picture. And the fourth and final trap that we're talking about today, setting goals that aren't exciting enough. Now, we've all heard the advice, go for the low-hanging fruits. And, you know, it's a good advice. I mean, In fact, I have a good friend who swears by this approach. She tells me that achieving those low-hanging fruits does wonders for her motivation and self-confidence. So she purposely includes easy or simple goals on the list so she can tick those off quickly. Then she would feel really good about herself and even more motivated to work on the rest of the goals for the rest of the year. The thing with this approach, though, is that if you're not challenging yourself enough, you're not likely to feel inspired or excited about your goals in the long run. Because if you think about it, why do we set goals, right? We set goals to improve our situation, to change our behavior, to get us to the next level or the next step in our personal or career evolution. If we're not stretching ourselves enough, why even set goals? Then it would just be par for course. It'll just be the normal day-to-day things that we do. So you want to make sure that your goals are challenging enough for you to get excited about. Easy goals, while they may do wonders for your self-confidence when you get to tick them off the list, are unlikely to get you to the next level or get you closer to your big picture. I would even argue that achieving easy goals don't really do much for your self-confidence because you know, you know you're going to make them anyway. So yes, don't just set easy goals. Make sure your goals are challenging enough. Make sure that they are meaty enough. Make sure that they are goals that are worthy of your time and your effort. I will leave you with this quote from the book, The 12 Week Year by Brian Moran. The 12 Week Year is one of my most favorite reads in 2017. Uh, and it's, you know, I highly recommend you picking up the book. And I'll include a link to that in the show notes. Brian Moran writes, Most of us have two lives, the one that we live and the one that we are capable of. Don't settle for anything less than what you are capable of. That's a wrap for today's episode, my friend. I hope you found this useful. You can find the show notes plus links to other relevant resources at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 32. While you're there, don't forget to sign up for the Pivot Essentials. This is a two-part primer on what it takes to make a career move these days. You'll find the link to uh, sign up for the Pivot Essentials at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 32. We've got a good backlist of episodes now, and you can download past episodes on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, or even better, subscribe to the podcast so you won't ever have to miss future episodes. If you haven't yet, I would so appreciate you leaving me a review and rating on iTunes. 
that simple step helps me tremendously. It puts this podcast in front of the people who could benefit most from the show. If you go to secondbreaks.com forward slash review, that link will take you directly to iTunes where you can leave your rating and review. Thank you so much. We will be back to regular programming next week with a new guest to inspire you, to get your ideas flowing, and motivate you to start planning or at least to start thinking about your next career move. Till then, keep on making your dent, my friend. Cool beans! This is the Second Breaks Podcast. <laughs>